Hi, you're listening to Pop-Up Podcasting. We make podcasting easy, so stick around for tips, tricks, and a behind-the-scenes look at the podcast industry. Hi, I'm Lisa, and in this episode, JP, Will, Richard, and I discuss our personal experience with narrative-style podcasting, how to stay organized, and the importance of planning. We have a lot of internal podcasts that we do that it seems like are related to people who are doing it more for marketing. Would that make sense? Like not necessarily marketing like a product, but as part of their, I was reading some article recently that made it sound like podcasting is the new thing every business has to do. Like it's, it's now part of their social. I think I wrote that article. (laughs) That that sounds great. Whoever wrote that's a genius. Uh, But you know what I mean? Like it's so, so that's what I think we are experiencing more. Mm. But let's say that we have then someone who is more of an artist and is a writer. And uh, and so maybe they're looking at it more from a perspective of uh, I could try to I could try to make a movie or I could do a pocket like I could do something mm-hmm. creative that in their case, there'd be maybe more pros because they're already comparing it to something larger that they can try to do versus if they want to just be like, hey, I just want I just want to make something creative and go from there. So (laughs) in like a long winded way to get around that, let's say someone's like, Hey, I'm going to, I want to do this. I want to move ahead with it. Then we start to consider, you know, or get into the considerations of how do they do that? So like structure, organizing, scripting, all of that. When I was working on the Strata one, so Strata, how do I describe it? It was supposed to be a live play that was going to or had had premiered already, but was part of the what's it? What was it called? JP, do you remember the type of festival? Uh, I mean, it was a theater festival, but I can't remember the okay. The name yeah, so it. so during COVID, instead of it being able to be performed live, I guess anybody who had been involved that was supposed to be performing that year was going to be turning their shows into like a more of a podcast, kind of like a, a play format, but recorded. So it ended up being instead of one play, it ended up being three part, a three part play in the audio format. And so in their case, they had a sound designer, they had a script and they had um, also a separate script from the writer with different notes related to that. And I realized early on when I started downloading all the sound effects and the different music that this was going to be, I think there was something like 26 scenes maybe that, you know, I'm just like pulling it into my file folders, like loose. And I'm like, this is not going to work. So then I start having to like make a folder for every single scene just so that it doesn't start to look like chaos. So I guess that's one example of, of organizing that helped. Yeah. I think in the past, like even through some assignments uh, with school and everything like that, where you're sort of building that narrative, I know the sort of like formula that I had gone through is when I, I guess it's different if like you just have like a client sending you stuff versus like if how involved in the initial process you are but like you have your raw audio you know those whatever the person's answers or whatever you're trying to capture you crop that into the you know the segments you actually want to focus on you then can rearrange that into whatever you know as you're starting to craft your narrative you know where everything fits into place and then I would usually like once I have identified my clips, then you can like build your narration kind of around that sort of thing to like fill in the gaps in between the two and like connect everything. And then once you have that, you can sort of get into adding your 
music and your you know sound effects and all that. But yeah, it was that process of doing your interviews, finding your clips you like, connecting it with your narration. Kind of, I mean, hopefully in your preparation, you've you've already identified that sort of emotional touch point you want to, you know, because I think generally with narrative style ones, it's based on emotion, usually connecting in some way on an emotional level. So yeah, you identify what you want to sort of, what angle you want to take, do your interview, find those clips that work, weave your narration through, and then yeah, you can really elevate it with those extra elements afterwards. So that that was, I don't have a ton of experience with it, but that was uh, sort of the process I did. And it was a lot of fun. Like it, it's very different than, you know, sort of a lot of the stuff we do on the day to day, but um it's nice sort of building out that narrative a little bit more. I, I, I think uh, it'd be something, you know, interesting to get into. But as we discussed, I don't know how it's such an investment that like, you know, Lisa, when you worked on the Strata one, like how much of your time sort of was that taking up? Um, It took up a, like, I know it took over 70 hours over yeah. the course of a few months. Sorry. Like if we Sorry, had like, for, no, it's, uh, well, it's okay. Um, it took a while, but, but it was a it was super, I thought it was a super cool project and, and yeah. sounded like really great at the end. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool. That's also like, so 70 hours over two months and you didn't do all the, you know, all the work, no, right? Like close. It, yeah. they, they, they handed you all the, you know, sound design. I mean, you had to mm-hmm. arrange it and mix it, but, um, that was all done. The script was all done. You didn't do any interviews. You, you did the recording of the, um, actors of the actors, yeah. obviously, but like it's, yeah, it's, it's mind boggling how much time and how big a team would be involved in, in some of these, uh, larger narrative podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go back to one thing, like when we were doing this kind of thing in school, we had to write out the script for the entire thing. And at the time it felt a bit tedious, but now looking back, that was a really valuable exercise because if someone was making a more narrative driven podcast, writing everything out and having that, that scripting would actually be, I would think really, it's, it's really helpful because you kind of in doing that, you sometimes just visually can also see like what things work and don't work and what can stay and go and so I found that really helpful. And like realistically too, like if you're trying to like make a good narrative, like that doesn't come off the cuff usually, I would say. Like I think you more prep and thought needs to go into it. So yeah, no, I, I think having everything scripted and yeah, really being really thoughtful about the process is I would say a must when going into it. Yeah. When I was thinking about this episode, because um, Lisa provided us some idea of what we would be talking about today, mm-hmm. um, I thought of this quote, and I had to look it up because I can never remember quotes properly. But in terms of that kind of structuring and planning and organizing that goes into these narrative style podcasts, it made me think of this quote that, as it turns out, is from Abraham Lincoln, which I, <laughs> I didn't realize, but it's... <laughs> um, if I only had an hour to chop down a tree, I would spend the first 45 minutes sharpening my axe. Mm-hmm. And despite not being a huge follower of Abraham Lincoln, I think about that quote a lot because it, it is like this kind of thing where, you know, Lisa, you talked about Strata and the 70 hours that went into to putting that together. If you had been less organized and done less planning and just been like, I'm just going to dive in and try to muddle through, it probably would have taken even longer, right? But you you put in some time in the early stages of like, okay, I got to get organized. And that helps. There's another way to look at that quote, though, in this, like, I completely agree, like, that's a great quote. Um, but 
in the sense also like Lisa, when you were working on Strata, like you were the axe at some point. So the more you do it, the sharper you would get. And it wouldn't take you 70 hours after you do four of these. It might take you 60. And then after that, it might take you 50. So the more someone does these things, the better they get. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's definitely why there are, you know, these huge companies that do nothing but radio dramas. I mean, their producers do this every day. So it's um, that's another aspect to it is uh, you you get better and better as as you as you work on it. I, even you, Lisa, I'm sure by the end of Strata, you felt a lot more comfortable than when you first started. Yeah. No, when I first started going in, I definitely took more of an approach of like, OK, I need to know as much as I can know going into it. So uh, luckily I had been provided with the recorded version of the stage play. So in a lot of cases, I was referencing the notes from the sound designer and the notes from the director slash writer, and then also the play, like all three of those things for every scene after having listened to the live performance, I think at least twice. So yeah, there maybe that's a bit more of like uh, what JP was referring to with the sharpening the axe. Like, I think I, I was much better prepared because I, I was really trying to understand everything before starting the work on each scene, which maybe some people would see as a waste of time or, you know, because it felt like in those cases, it felt slow Mm. because I'm not just diving into being like, yeah, I think I can figure this out based on like somebody's notes. To me, it was like, no, I have to I have to understand this scene really well and then go into it and try to recreate it because that's essentially what the task was. The preparation side also reminds me of pre-interviews and all the work that happens, you know, before you, before you hit record, really, I think a lot of these narrative style podcasts, you know, there's, there's a lot of front loaded work before any audio stuff starts to happen. It's like, is there a story here? What is the story? I better talk to like a bunch of the people involved and see if they're willing to talk to me. And if they say things that are going to move the narrative forward and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if you guys had had time, you know, during those school assignments to do pre-interviews, but typically you, you would, because again, like these narrative style podcasts are are like Marvel movies, right? And you're going to, you're going to make sure your script or your plan or your outline or whatever is really solid before you, um, I don't know, start spending millions of dollars on actors or whatever. We know what JP's favorite types of movies are now. Marvel. (laughs) You can check too, if like, uh, if it's some, I mean, obviously some people, this isn't applicable to, but if the person you're considering has done other interviews or, you know, has a blog or whatever, some sort of presence online, you can always, do some research that way as well too to sort of see like how they sort of talk about themselves even or like people in their industry and stuff like that uh, can be good for background also. Yes, definitely. That's a that's a good point. Um you can just watch other people's interviews they've been in a lot of times and that'll that can basically tell you a lot of what you need to know. Yep. I'm always curious about the I haven't really worked on like a multi-episode narrative but it's a big investment on the part of the interviewees. Like, I think part of that pre-interview process must be like, is it cool if I interview you for like 20 hours and come hang out with you and you share like, you know, the personal recordings you might have around this topic and blah, 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 blah. Cause like this person is going to become a part of your life for a period of time. If you're making one of these. 
I think they probably do even uh, contracts. Like if you were doing a, let's say a documentary yeah. about a specific person, you probably have to have tons of like legal, legal help getting that all set up first. I listened to one where I think it was called Missing Richard Simmons. And just, I don't know if everyone oh, knows who Richard Simmons I is. He's remember, a, yeah, I, wa- I listened to a bunch of that. Yeah, yeah I but that, that one was too. sort of, yeah, that one was an interesting one though. And it got into a little bit of controversy because he didn't have, like he was a fan of Richard Simmons and stuff, but it ended up sort of being like, is he just invading his like space now? Because like he, Richard Simmons retreated from his public life and this mm-hmm. person was basically investigating why, but it was like, well, he just doesn't want to be, you know, so he was sort of about him, but without his consent and everything like that i like don't know an and he was also authorized documentary sort of yeah and it, it it i know the conversation it sort of sparked was like you know for like celebrities and stuff is like is it can they just retreat into private life do they need to you know explain themselves or anything like that and it was sort of yeah i talked about whether he crossed a line with it or not but uh that was definitely an interesting style uh <laughs> narrative one that's well, funny a couple of us have listened to it too Thanks for checking out Pop-Up Podcasting, podcasting made easy. If you're interested in learning more about podcasting or starting your own podcast, you can find us at popuppodcasting.ca where you can download our free guide, Podcasting at Work.